Good Monday morning and Merry Christmas. Families waking up and celebrating. It is December 25th. This is Today. Joy to the world. It's Christmas morning, the start of a special day all across the globe. A time of family, faith, food, and fun. And we are happy you're spending part of the holiday with us. Today, Monday, December 25th, 2023. From NBC News, this is a special edition of Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today and... Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're all here and of course so happy when you join us on this special day, Christmas morning. Here we go. We are happy to be sharing it with you. We got a really fun and festive morning on the way, including one of our favorite traditions of the season, Cardinal Timothy Dolan joining us to share his Christmas message. And it's an inspiring one for people of any faith uh, tied to the true meaning of this beautiful day. Yes, yes. Plus a Christmas story you probably haven't heard on an American's experience of an old English holiday that helped popularize many of today's most beloved traditions. Guys, it's Christmas. Yeah. We need music. Yes. We need a little food. Yes. We need all the festive things. We've got a lot of that coming up. Even some special recipes from the one and only Martha Stewart. Ooh. I hope she's making her eggnog. It's, <laughs> oh, it's famous around right here. Yeah. Uh, but a lot coming up on that front. All right. But let's get a check of the morning's top stories. NBC's Garrett Hake on duty for us. Hi, Garrett. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Hey guys, good morning, Merry Christmas, and good morning to you at home. This Christmas Day finds the United States and the world facing dire challenges to peace and stability. President Biden did leave Washington for the holiday, but with a long agenda of urgent matters to deal with. NBC White House correspondent Aaron Gilchrist has a look at what's on the president's plate. Aaron, good morning. Garrett, good morning. President Biden spending the Christmas holiday at Camp David in the Maryland mountains for the first time in his presidency. On Saturday, we saw President Biden, his son Hunter, and several other family members leaving the White House. Now, the president's last order of business before the holiday was a phone call with Prime Minister from Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. The White House saying the leaders talked about Israel's military objectives in Gaza and moving to the next phase of the war, which the administration has said should be more intel-driven and precise. President Biden, we're told, also stressed the need to protect civilians as the death toll in Gaza continues to climb. I asked President Biden about a ceasefire on Saturday, and he said he did not ask for one during his call with Netanyahu. War, both in Israel and in Ukraine, sure to continue to challenge the president in the new year as the congressional battle for aid for Ukraine will heat back up then. We also expect to see President Biden ramp up his reelection effort. He had eight fundraisers in December alone, raising more than $15 million, according to a source. Now, the campaign has signaled Biden will start hitting the campaign trail in the new year, trying to sell his vision for reelection and taking direct aim at the presumptive Republican nominee, former President Donald Trump. Garrett? Aaron Gilchrist at the White House, thank you. And now to the Middle East, where intense fighting in the Israel-Hamas war has made it impossible to observe the usual Christmas celebrations in Bethlehem. NBC's Josh Letterman joins us from Tel Aviv with the very latest, including a deadly strike on a refugee camp there. Josh, good morning. Hey, good morning, Garrett. Around 70 people were killed overnight in the Al-Maghazi refugee camp in central Gaza, according to the Hamas-run Palestinian Health Ministry. A nearby hospital became an outdoor morgue with white body bags lining up outside. The Israeli military tells us they are reviewing the incident. But it comes as Israel is suffering one of the deadliest stretches of the war, with more than a dozen troops killed over the weekend and another two announced just this morning. Prime Minister Netanyahu conceding Israel is paying a 
heavy price, but he says there's just no other choice. Now, Israel is also revealing new video of a sprawling network of tunnels it says it discovered dozens of feet under northern Gaza, complete with a shower, a toilet, electrical gear, and even a water cooler. Israel says the bodies of five hostages were found inside. This conflict is now increasingly spilling out of Gaza and across the region, with a U.S. Navy ship shooting down drones launched toward it in the Red Sea by Iranian-backed Houthis in Yemen. And for the first time in this war, the U.S. is now accusing Iran itself of striking a chemical tanker in the Indian Ocean. Iran is denying that. And in the West Bank, in Bethlehem, the festivities for Christmas have all been canceled this year. Uh, People in Bethlehem say that their Christmas wish this year is for peace. Garrett. All right, Josh Letterman in Tel Aviv. Josh, thanks. In Vatican City, more than 6,000 people filled St. Peter's Basilica to hear Pope Francis speak of what he called the feudal logic of war. He lamented what is now taking place in the very land where Jesus was born. The Pope told his audience that in a world obsessed with power, people should turn to the real Christmas message of peace and love. All right, Garrett, thank you so much. So in the spirit of Christmas, we have a beloved tradition around here today, taking a moment to catch up with the Archbishop of New York to explore the true meaning of this day. Cardinal Timothy Dolan, your eminence. Good morning. Merry good Christmas. Savannah and Hoda, this is part of my Christmas tradition. And I thank it. you. You invite me into your living room on Christmas morning. Hallelujah. Well, you're our neighbor. I couldn't think of a better place to go. Uh-huh. And by the way, thank you. I know. Yeah, no, 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 not so bad around here. This is I'll be in 12 days in a minute. <laughs> so Christmas morning, what is your message going to be this year? It, it's sort of the same every Christmas because the Christmas message is all about hope, life, light, promise. But it's particularly oppressing this year, isn't it? Especially mm-hmm. when you think of the turmoil and the trauma that's going on in the very land uh, where the Messiah was born, in the very land of the chosen people, in the very land where God kept his promises to the people of Israel and sent us a redeemer. When we see, when we see the suffering there, you say, my Lord, we need that message more than ever. When the angels sang, peace on earth to all people of goodwill. I'm thinking, do we ever need that? Mm-hmm. And I don't mind telling you, sometimes I'm thinking, what's taken so long? Yeah. What's taken so long? If I go back to the, uh, well, I've been here 15 years, and I mm-hmm. think every year you're kind enough to invite me. Probably every Christmas morning I talk about the darkness in the world, because we can't avoid that. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not, uh, we're not so naive. But this year seems kind of pointed. We're worried about our city. We're worried about our country. We're worried about the world. And, and darn it. But then I think to myself, Dolan, last year we wondered, are we going to make it? And here we are. Mm. And we've got that. We kind of got that resilience and that upbeat part of our spirit that cannot be that cannot be crunched. And that gives, doesn't that give us some hope? It does. It yeah. does. You spoke at a synagogue recently. I did. Yeah. And I think there's something about the faiths coming together. I feel like people of good faith and goodwill are wandering all around, yet somehow people are being othered them, yeah. us. How do you get Good point. And let's face it, this should be where religion and yes. faith and the churches are, because so often we see what, what, uh, what Pope Francis calls blasphemy, a sacrilegious use of religion on the cause of evil, violence, and hatred. So people of faith have to come together. We've always done that in New York. I think it's particularly mm-hmm. pressing now because of our our beloved Jewish people, I said to them in the synagogue, you know, 
During the Holocaust, you all desperately searched for friends and people to be with you. And I say with shame, you didn't always find them, even among our own. We can't let that happen now. Mm -hmm. We've got to walk with you. We've got to walk in front and behind, aside you, because this could bring us together. Look, we have, a, we have a God who can bring good out of evil. And if there's kind of a, uh, if there's kind of a brewing solidarity among people of goodwill throughout the world, as I think there is, this could be part of the good that the Lord brings from this terrible evil. And that's Christmas too, isn't mm -hmm. it? That in a little crib, with these poor outcast uh, people away from home and in hardly less than perfect situations, from there we have salvation. From there we have joy. From there we have, we have the Savior of the world. So God can transform. God, God can bring good out of evil, life from death. That's what Christmas is about, and that's what I hope this crisis brings. Mm-hmm. When you think about this morning, it's a beautiful morning and so much joy, especially if there's kids around and people are opening presents and all of that. And we love that aspect of yep. Christmas. How do you advise people if you want to hold on to the meaning of Christmas, even if you're not of a particular yeah. faith, how you can connect with something deeper? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm so grateful. I mean, some people snicker about, oh, you got your Christmas and Easter Catholics. I'm saying, yippee, I'm just glad they're here because they're tagging the real meaning. And they're saying, there's a bit of a hole in my heart. There's a bit of an empty crib within, and I need to fill it with something beyond me. I need to fill it with something that is, is nurturing and meaningful. And if my heart is filled with that, then the rest of the year is going to be a continual opening of gifts. Okay. If it stops here, trouble. But uh, mm -hmm. that's why I'm always encouraging people. Remember the, remember the ancient tradition of the 12 days of Christmas. We start at Christmas and go to the Epiphany uh, 12 days after, after uh, Christmas. Kind of saying 12 in the Bible is a mystical number of a lot. So that means we need to extend this all year. That's just not a Hallmark reading card wish. That's a reality for us. What if people are looking out in the world, and I think there's so much that's underscored that is negative, divisive, yep. sad, scary. I yeah. mean, a lot of people want to lock their doors and say, you know what, I'm okay. safer in here. But there's hope out there. I feel like sometimes I'm driving down the streets of New York, and on this side, I see the, the worst part, and on this side, I see the best part. Don't you? It's kind of like where you look, but do you see more hope? Um, yes. And despair. So part of the human perspective is that we always see both. You even look at Christmas. Okay. So, so you see the beaming savior of the world. You also say, my God, he's, he's born as an outcast. You see the one who came to bring a goodwill. And within a couple of days, a tyrannical king wants to slaughter him, King Herod and the, and the Holy Family has to escape. We always see good and evil. And it kind of reminds us that left to ourselves, that there's always the chance of that evil dominating. Mm -hmm. And when, when we let the Lord in, when we let God in, when we let the Savior in, that's where the chance of transformation comes. All over the country, you great people out there, you've got moms and dads, kids surrounding a tree. They're smiling. They're exchanging gifts. They're looking forward to grandma and grandpa coming. And every mom and dad is sort of saying, I think this is the way it's supposed to be. I think this is the way the Lord intended things. We've made a mess of it. Let's work on, let's work on repair. One of the things I, mean, I know you, you talk mind, a lot do about. No. I, don't know how you, I don't know how you do this. This is worth the trip. Well, we don't actually drink eggnog every can I, day. Can Just I come all days. 12 days? Yes, you may. <laughs> Take a sip and then a final word, if you would, on gratitude. Yeah. Because yeah. 
sometimes gratitude, it seems sort of um, strange, but that is the when you're feeling down, mm-hmm. yeah. finding your gratitude is a fast mm-hmm. track. Hot diggity. The Bible it. tells us that, that gratitude is the beginning of all holiness and virtue because we kind of say, hey, everything I got is a gift, as is the Christ child, the gift from God the Father to us. Everything we have is a, is a gift. I Don't we at Christmas, I'm thinking about who? I'm thinking about mom. This would be my second Christmas without her. Mm-hmm. Dad, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles. Okay, they've gone, but I'm so grateful that they've been pat- a part of those warm and tender uh, meanings that, that we celebrate on Christmas morning. That's gratitude, isn't it? And gratitude, of course, says, hey, if I got everything as a gift, well, I ought to give some of it away. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that, of course, inspires and sparks that generosity, that sharing for which this season is so is so celebrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the people said, "Amen." Amen. amen. And you got the red and green. You. Yes, I got the red. I know you red. like a, a chubby guy that wears red <laughs> on Christmas morning. <laughs> we love you. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Thanks you are the gift. Yeah. You're the best. Thank you so much. Right. Good cookies Merry Christmas too. And <laughs> cheers, as always. Um, Craig, over to you. Uh, Thanks, guys. Uh, When it comes to this year's holiday season, a theme at the nation's most famous residence, the White House, is all about magic, wonder and joy inspired by the experiences of children. NBC's Kelly O'Donnell has more on those festivities in Washington. Kelly O. Good morning, Craig. The trimmings of this season are a gift in themselves. And here at the White House, nearly 100 trees are glowing with ornaments. The national string of lights for all the wreaths and all the decor tops 140,000 bulbs. And as you might guess, that takes a lot of elves to assemble. Five days of decorating brought this year's display to life. An enchanting transformation inside the White House, drenched in color, sparkle, and floating treats and sweets, all evoking a time in our lives when Christmas was still new. It's amazing. Like every First Lady since Jacqueline Kennedy, across generations of presidential families, Dr. Jill Biden chose the motif. It's this childlike marvel and awe that inspired this year's holiday theme, the magic, wonder, and joy of the season. Dreams made of bedtime stories with a nod to the 200th anniversary of the classic was the night before Christmas. And all through the house, there was indeed stirring. Volunteers, they did pounce. It is a pinch me moment. From across the country, 300 helpers came to hang with care. More than 33,000 ornaments. I think everyone will be able to relate to it and bring their inner child out. Now dasher, now dancer, high in the grand foyer. Like they're leaping from the storybook's pages. Just as captivating, the 18-foot North Carolina Fraser fir towering in the blue room, drawing your eye down to a replica vintage train on the move. But not all things are child's play. Of the 98 trees, one glitters with gold stars to honor fallen service members, and the red room decorated for the military child. Not to be missed, the gingerbread White House, with its 50 pounds of icing, from splendid confection to South Lawn recreation. A December ice rink for invited military families and first responders. More of the magic, the wonder, and the joy 
of a White House dressed for the season. So after enjoying the decorations here all month, the first family will spend this Christmas Day at Camp David. And then the Bidens will keep a family tradition by going to the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Croix, for the new year. And Mary Mary from our White House team to all of you back in the studio. Kelly O'Donnell, thank you. All right, we've got a lot more ahead this Christmas morning, including a merry and bright story from our own Harry Smith celebrating the magic of the season's beloved holiday lights. And then Hoda got a chance to play Santa for a day, delivering a big surprise to some deserving students. Just wait to see the smiles on their faces. But first, this is Today on NBC. Listen up, true crime fans. It's a big murder trial underway. Dateline is launching a new podcast with Andrea Canning. Welcome to Dateline True Crime Weekly. We'll cover breaking crime news around I the mean, country. It is the twists, the turns, the With craziness. the best reporters on the case, NBC News analysts, and Dateline producers on the ground. Break it down for us. Just You'll as get as fresh as insights and behind-the-scenes scoops from crime scenes to courtrooms. That is bizarre. Stay in the, the know and up yesterday. to date. So tell us what he said. It Follow Dateline True Crime Weekly to get new episodes starting Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops, on. TVs, streaming. Game console, consoling. Smart thermostat, set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera, oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Coming up, we are throwing it back to the ye old English Christmas. <laughs> All right, Molly Hunter hitched a carriage ride back in time to find out where some of today's most cherished traditions actually got their start and the American that we have to thank for them. But first, these messages. Back at 7.30 with that gorgeous Norway spruce right across the street, shining a little brighter on this Christmas morning. It's got more than 50,000 twinkling LEDs among the most famous holiday lights in the entire world, in and fact. Harry Smith and his mm-hmm. awesome Christmas pants wow, have joined yes. us. We got a deeper look this morning at the festive tradition of lights that keeps us smiling through the darkest nights. So, Harry, you just decided to go back and find out what it's all about. Well, you know, think about it. This time of year, you know this. Seasonal adjustment disorder because yes. the days are so short. Short. Yeah. They're only nine hours not long right now uh. versus 15 in the middle of the summer. And we are looking for light and especially <laughs> bright lights this time of year. We love the lights at Christmas time. As kids, we'd load up in the car to tour the neighborhoods with the best lights. We'd ooh and ah and think this was a truly great thing to do. Noses smashed against the fogged up windows in the back seat. We'd roll the windows down to get a better view, especially the certain streets that were just plain superior. There was no price of admission, no barrier to entry. It wasn't even difficult to convince someone to go. Nowadays, neighborhoods still compete, but the allure of the light has gone from quaint to colossal. Mega light displays can be found from coast to coast. The Callaway Fantasy Show in Georgia boasts 10 million lights, and Chant Christmas in Kansas City claims it is the world's largest. We also do all right here in New York, 
50,000 lights for one tree seems to get the job done. The season sneaks up on us. Warm gives way to cool and then to cold. The foliage takes its turn too. Amazing ambers and burgundy and rust. Then one day they're gone. Trees and bushes bare. The sun so low on the horizon. There are shadows all day long. Where did the light go? We miss it. So we make up for it. We pretty much always have. Solstice festivals go back to the ancients, from which cultures ever since have borrowed liberally. We shouldn't be surprised that Hanukkah and Christmas occur in December, bringing light to our darkest days. So we stroll through our downtowns and gaze at the window displays and smile at the over-the-top wonder of the annual appearance of things like this, selfie magnets. But be it candles or LEDs, the light warms us up inside. It cheers us and reminds us there is light in the world, maybe even light within us. And especially this time of year, we should let our light shine. And I'd like to think some of the bright lights that we go out in search of mm-hmm. come in and illuminate us on the inside. Oh, oh that's very neat. Look at Harry. Good thought on Christmas, Harry. Thank you, Harry. Christmas. Love those pants, buddy. Thanks, dude. You can do a story yeah. on those pants for us one of these days? Well, maybe next Christmas. Okay. This is a cool. rich maybe history. Maybe next Christmas story of we'll Harry's all get a pair. Christmas. Yeah. Yes. This is my pretend wasp pants. <laughs> Oh, did you get those from Greg? Merry, Merry. On Christmas morning. Yes. Shane. Oh, yes, Greg. Just ahead, one of our favorite traditions around here. Guys, get ready. It's almost time for our secret Santa gift oh, yeah. exchange. Oh, yeah. And speaking of gifts, Hoda Claus spread some Christmas cheer at a local school here in New York City. She's going to remind us what the season is really all about right after this. We are back with our Season of Giving series. That's right, and Hoda, you had a chance to pay a school in Queens a visit and caught up with some kids who are giving back all year round. Yeah, I was an owl's old neck of the woods. Uh, the students at PSMS 124, they are incredibly passionate about helping their community. So I wanted to do a little something for them in return. So I got to surprise more than 1,000 kids with a gift that they did not see coming. And their reaction, guys, pure joy. Be the change. Be the change. The students at PS MS124 are committed to being change makers. Hi, we're here for the holiday toy drive. Do you guys have any toys? Yes! Yeah! The K-8 school in Queens, New York, has more than 1,000 students who all share one goal, to give back to others as much as they can. Be the change is their school motto, and they're living up to it by helping a new cause each month. A sock drive in October, a food drive in November, and now they are Santa's elves collecting toys for their holiday toy drive. Let's go. I visited the school to meet up with these incredible students. When I walked in your school, I could feel the vibe. There's something different about your school. Why do you want to be the change? If something is wrong and nobody changes it, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. Mm. But if somebody changes that, it can spread kindness. Kindness is important, isn't it? A small act of kindness can change someone's life entirely. I know that there are those struggling. And if they're struggling, it's a struggle that we struggle together. We know that your generous hearts aren't just around this time of the year, but why is it extra important to give 
at this time of the year. We're all humans. We should be helping each other out and everyone deserves to be happy. We're collecting toys and giving them to the people who are less fortunate. We're making their lives a bit easier and like less stressful, which makes all of us really proud of this whole school. We're doing the toy drive at the school. At PSMS 124, the teachers give too. It's a Title I school and many of its families are in need. Amy Workola and Erica Denuso spearhead faculty-wide efforts to help the kids they love. If we can give them any semblance of peace, love, care, I will always do that work. Staff members anonymously buy a winter coat and a holiday present for every student in need and host a big Thanksgiving feast for all the families in temporary housing. We were able to have the entire staff there helping. The whole community just came together. Everything that is purchased is purchased by our staff with their own money. You could say the spirit of giving echoes through the hallways here. So you collected how many toys today? Uh, I'd say about 50-ish. Let's go check it out, come on. But little do they know, it's about to kick into high gear. That does not look wow. like 50. Oh Come on in. Is this more than 50 toys? Yes. Macy's and Toys R Us donated 1,000 toys to your toy drive. We actually have another surprise in an effort to help you guys help the students. Macy's is giving you a $3,000 gift certificate. Do you love your teachers? Yes! Meanwhile, just down the hall, hundreds of students gathered for our biggest surprise yet. What do your shirts say? Yeah. By the way, this school is the change. I am so proud of you because you guys are focused on giving things away. But you know what? It is time for someone to give back to you. Count down with me. Three, two, one. Macy's and Toys R Us is gonna give every single student in here a Christmas present. joyous celebration of the season of giving with children who live it every single day. Happy Holidays! I mean, wow. did you guys know that? that? Uh, Can we never saw that coming. Uh, we gotta hear it one more time for the kids of PSMS 124. Yes. Well deserved. Well done. Love Christmas That's surprise. Christmas. Right I loved there. it. Still ahead, we're gonna Turn to a jolly Christmas pop star. Coming up, we're going to reveal the top holiday songs, TV specials, movies, and music of all time. The classics that we love to watch and listen to year after year. It's on the way. But first, these messages.